welcome to another episode of Disneyland Devoted. I am your host, Michelle, and as always, I appreciate you and thank you for clicking on this episode. So this week is going to be about planning Disney World from scratch. So like if you've never been to Disney World ever, just like I never have, how I started to plan my itinerary and my trip to Disney World without knowing really much. I mean, I knew some things anecdotally. I'd heard things over the years, but that's different than really diving in and understanding Disney World. So we're it's going to be a multi-part series, and today is about research and the first phase of what to research. So before we dive into that, I always like to start with the fact that I don't have any news about Disneyland opening yet. I did see that some health officials went to Disneyland, but there's no announcement yet as of the time I'm recording this, which is the 19th of February. Oh my gosh, look at me. I don't even know the, the date. The 19th of October 2020, but there's there's no... There's no announcement. There's no news. It certainly sounds like Disneyland is ready. It sounds like they have all of their uh, signage and their protocols ready. They're just waiting for those guidelines from the state of California, which aren't coming yet. Um, So just kind of waiting. So in the meantime, I thought, well, let's just talk about Disney World since that is open. And let's just dive into this. Also, as a reminder, I am trying to build my Instagram for Disneyland Devoted. And so I am running a little bit of a uh, contest, I think I would call that. So if I can get to 200 followers by the end of October, then I will do a giveaway of Disneyland 65th anniversary merchandise. And I will go to downtown Disney to get that merchandise. So uh, check me out at Disneyland Devoted. All right, so let's move into phase one of planning a Disney World trip. So the first thing that I did is I got a notebook and a pen and a pencil because I wanted to visually see things and watch it come together in the way of an itinerary. And you could start many different ways. You could do this electronically. You you do whatever works for you, but I'm just going to walk through what I did. So I got my notebook, my pen and my paper and my iPad and I sat down And the first thing that I wanted to do was to understand what or which attractions are where across the four main theme parks, which are the Magic Kingdom, the Animal Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, and Epcot. Disney World also has water parks, so I'm going to put those aside. I'm just focusing on the theme parks. And I wanted to understand where attractions sat in each of those theme parks and using Disneyland and DCA as my starting point there are rides that are shared across those across coasts right so like Pirates of the Caribbean is at Disneyland and it's also over at Disney World Soren Finding Nemo it's a small world Big Thunder so on and so forth so by starting with what I was familiar with I wanted to take those attractions from Disneyland and DCA and place them in their appropriate park 
over at Disney World. So the way I did this is I went to the Disney World website, which looks exactly like the Disneyland website. And I just type in Disney World and it pops up. And then I, just like I would at Disneyland, it looks exactly the same, acts the same, functions the same, the menus are the same. So it's very easy to navigate if you're familiar with Disneyland's website. I went to the menu option, things to do. Then I clicked on attractions and it brought up the entire list of attractions, but I wanted to sort by park because that is how I was going to start. So I went to the top left of that screen where it says all parks and resorts and it has a Mickey Mouse head and a drop down arrow. And I clicked on that and I selected Magic Kingdom because that's where I wanted to start. I knew enough to know that that resembled Disneyland a lot. It is from my research, one of the more popular parks from a family perspective. And I just knew that that was going to be a good place to start. So once I sorted by the Magic Kingdom, what I did is on my piece of paper, I wrote the Magic Kingdom. And then I wrote down each and every attraction that was on this list and made a line item for each and every one of them. So then I went and I checked the ones that I was familiar with that I that were over uh, at the Disneyland Resort in one either DCA or Disneyland. So like the first on the list is it's a small world. So I, I marked that off. I'm like, okay, then Astro Orbiter, then Big Thunder. I was like, check, check, check. And then we got to Country Bear Jamboree, which used to be over at Disneyland, which is something that draws me to Disney World is to kind of have things that I used to experience at Disneyland that are now over at Disney World. It feels, like I said in the beginning, an extension. So I was like, okay, Country Bear Jamboree. I didn't put a check next to that. I just kept going down my list. Okay, Dumbo, Jungle Cruise, Mad Tea Party, and just kept checking off the ones that existed over at Disneyland or DCA. Then I went back after I did that kind of saw which ones were there. Then I went back to the ones that were not at Disneyland or DCA, and I looked into those. So even though, like I said, the first one was Country Bear Jamboree, I selected it so its own little page popped up, and I looked at it and tried to see what is this? Where, Like, what is the, is it an attraction? Is it in a show? What is it? I just kind of wanted to dig into that a little bit. If I wasn't, like if it was a show and I, and I knew what Country Bear Jamboree was from when I was younger, but still looking into that, I was like, okay, I'm familiar with that. I know what that is. I'm going to indicate that as a star. So I know that's something we would want to do. I'm familiar with it. I know that that's going to make the list. So I put a star next to it. But then I would come across something that I wasn't familiar with. I was like, mm, never heard of that. Or I've heard of it, but I don't know what it is. And the page within the website isn't giving me exactly what I want to see in that I want a bigger picture of it. Specifically, I want a video of it. So then I take that item and I you can either highlight it somehow and go through the rest of your list or one at a time. And I did one at a time just because it was fresh in my mind. I was looking at the page So then I went over to YouTube and I searched for that attraction. And I like to do POVs or point of views because I like to see people walking on the attraction or walking in or whatever it is. If it's a show, if it's an attraction, whatever it is. 
there are people who have YouTube channels who that's pretty much all they do is POVs and those are awesome. So you get to see a bird's eye view like you were the one on that attraction doing that and you get to see it through that that lens. So sometimes that's all I need to do. I get an idea. Oh, it's a show. I get to watch it, whatever. Sometimes if it's like an actual action-packed attraction, of course you get the idea, you get a good idea, but it's, you know, really one-dimensional because you're just looking at it on a screen. So then I, you know, you're not going to know how intense it is. You can get some indicators by people screaming, laughing, um, you know, the the person doing the video, sometimes they gasp, like you can get some of those indicators, But then I would also do a search on that attraction and just get other people's perspective. Like some people will do a vlog style where they're with their family and they're like, okay, we're going to go on fill in the blank. And then they come off the ride and they tell you a little bit about it. Oh my gosh, that was so much fun. It was scary. We did this turn or oh my gosh, that made me sick to my stomach. Whatever they tell you kind of helps formulate if that's something that you want to do or get an idea about it, right? And I usually like to try to do a couple of those because everybody's experience is different. But I'm just trying to get a feel for, is this something that we would want to do? There's also other indicators on the actual site per the attraction, it'll tell you if it's a thrill ride, if it has a height restriction, it'll tell you a little bit about it. And so all these things come together to say, okay, I'm going to put that on the list or there's no chance we're going to go on that. Okay. So then I will like put an X if it's, if it's too much of a thrill ride, I know my daughter's not going to get into it. I'm going to put an X next to that. If it's something I think we would absolutely love, I'm going to put a star next to it. And if it's something I'm a little unsure of, not ready to cross it off, not ready to put a, you know, a star next to it, I may put a question mark and that is helpful for my next phase. So I go through every single attraction and figure out which one's we're going to do which ones are shoe-ins, which ones are maybes, and which ones are eh, not going to happen. Then once I've gone through that entire list, I'm still on Magic Kingdom, I start looking at what is the, what is that starting to look like? How many attractions in the Magic Kingdom made it to the list? And I make a second list and I first write down all the ones that are for sure, And then I write down this, which includes the stars and the ones that I was familiar with Disneyland that we would go on. So I should say like Space Mountain is something that, you know, sitting over at the Magic Kingdom, but I'm not going to go on that. So that's not going to get a check mark on my list. It's going to get an X because I'm not going to write it, but I'm familiar with it. So I'm going to pull over on my second list, all the ones that got a check mark or a star, because those are the ones I know we're going to ride. Then I go back and I look at the maybes and I put them at the bottom of the list. And those are the ones with the question marks. And now I have this list of attractions. How many are there? So when I did the Magic Kingdom, it was a lot. So that told me that when I started to build my itinerary, I was going to need a lot of time over at the Magic Kingdom. So this was food for thought. This was phase one. Okay, there's a lot of attractions. I probably am going to have to weed some of these out. There's, you know, there's probably going to be some variations on the day of, but this gave me a good idea of what, 
we would want to do and how much, how many, what are those things? So then I would go over to each and every one of the theme parks and do the exact same thing. So I'd make another, you know, turn the page, do Animal Kingdom, do the exact same thing. And I would find that some of those rides that were over at Disneyland or DCA were sprinkled out throughout Disney World. So like Soren, which is one of our absolute favorite rides at DCA, is sitting over in Epcot. And so like you had to go find those rides. So instead of going and hunting and pecking for the ride, which you certainly could do, you could go to this menu in the website and you could put in Soren and it's going to pop up and it'll tell you right where it is. You could do it that way. But because I knew we were going to explore the theme parks, I chose to do it this way by getting a full list of all the attractions narrowing down the ones I knew we would go on and making a list that way. So I went to each of those theme parks. I did that. So once I got a good feel for what was in each park and how much time or how many items I should say, I had no idea of time yet, how many, how many items or attractions we would want, it started to build that itinerary. So like I said, it was clear that there was going to be a lot at the Magic Kingdom we can do. Another big one was the Animal Kingdom because not only were there attractions that were totally familiar, but there were ones that were not familiar, but oh, I knew we would love to go on them. Plus the safari, the animals, all of those things like that was going to be a winner winner for us for sure. So those two theme parks had the most draw at this point in my research, followed by Epcot. And then last was Hollywood Studios. Now, at the time I started doing research, Galaxy's Edge was not open yet. So there wasn't Star Wars over at Hollywood Studios. So that really made that theme park kind of at the bottom of the list in the way of the amount of things we would want to do. But then Galaxy Galaxy's Edge opened up and, you know, Toy Story and all these things. And I was like, okay, but still, even still, it didn't have nearly as many items that would pull us in as, say, Magic Kingdom. So I started to, I had my, my new lists of the things that we'd want to do. So then I started looking at special events things going on. So this is only effective if the park is open, which is why I can't do this for Disneyland right now, which is why we're going to talk about Disney World. So back to things to do on the main page, I went over to entertainment instead of attractions. So it's like three down. I went over to entertainment. Once again, I sorted by park. So I'll start at Magic Kingdom. And then I started to look at what is it that they offer in the way of entertainment over at the Magic Kingdom. And so what I found were like, you know, obviously the fireworks and things like that. But if there were parades or special events or something that was happening, I can find all of this on the website. I wasn't so much concerned about time at this stage, like timing, like, oh, this happens at nine o'clock or this happens at two o'clock. But it was more about what did they have going on that we would want to do. And this was again, shaping up the amount of time 
that we might want to budget to spend in that theme park. So looking at attractions and looking at entertainment and also there's a section for character experience. So if you really, you know, wanted to see where's Elsa and Anna or where's, you know, Snow White or where's Stitch or whatever you're looking for, whoever you're looking for, there was a way to look to search by that as well, which would also be research to discover, oh, I know we're going to need to go over to fill in the blank theme park because that's where this character is that my daughter or my son absolutely loves. And so I know I need to build that in. So I started to formulate those lists by the pages that I had separated by the theme parks and really start building, okay, we would want to go to this fireworks show. We would want to go to this parade. Oh, we want to meet this character. It's over at this theme park. So I started to build in, fill in those items that I wanted to see by theme park. So again, helps me budget. So that is where I'm going to pause for just a moment. For me at this stage in the game, I'm not worried about where I'm staying, where, you know, where the theme parks are located. I'm not worried about a map or anything of that caliber. I'm just not interested in any of that right now because I'm just trying to discover the things that we would want to do in those theme parks. So this is where I'm going to stop phase one because phase two is going to be diving into, okay, now that I know kind of how it's shaping up and the time we'd want to spend, now let's see the map. Let's look at where it's located, where we want to stay. And so in the next phase, I'm going to start diving into resorts and the hotels and where they're located and all of that good stuff based on where it's starting to shape up as to where we're going to spend the most amount of time. So with that, I'm going to wrap this up. Hope that you're having a wonderful day. I hope you have a terrific week. Stay safe and healthy and come back next time when we go into phase two. So until then, bye.